0: The word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message.
1: Um, The title of our message is, I Hear a Rattle. So, um, being that I pick out all the songs I Picked all the songs to go around that so we're going to be um, speaking in Ezekiel um, Chapter 37 if you want to follow along and we're going to start with verse 1 and 2 first and Let's go ahead The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Now, in this scripture, God is taking Ezekiel to a hopeless place, a place of dry dead bones. And this kind of makes me think of a movie, when you're watching a movie and you um, are in the dark and everything's kind of creepy and damp and spooky, and um, you, you come to this valley and there's there's just fog hovering over these dry, dead bones. So if you can imagine, that's what I imagine. And no one likes to be among the dead. Um, You're always just anticipating someone's coming for you when you see those cemetery scenes, you know that someone's gonna jump out and, and get you. And there's always, it seems like trouble, it seems lonely, it seems like fearful. So you get the idea. We've all been through a valley, or a time that you felt dead inside. Your marriage has failed, you've lost your job, sickness has hit your home, you hear the word cancer, Um, you have all these hopes for your children and your future, but it just isn't lining up. One of those moments that everything is falling apart, and all your dreams have just crumbled and failed, and it feels just hopeless, and fear is present. God took Ezekiel there and showed him this valley of dry bones, which represented Israel. At one time, Israel was this huge army, massive, untouchable. But somewhere in the process of becoming really big, they forgot how they became strong.
2: Yeah, they got their eyes off of God and on themselves, and the consequences of their sin and idolatry left them in a valley of dry bones. God showed Ezekiel a hopeless situation. And God is okay with us seeing how dry our circumstances are, how dry the bones in our life are. But we just don't get our beliefs from the bones. It's okay to see how dry our marriages are, our finances are, our country is, or our relationships with our kids are, or dreams that have seemed to fail are. But that's not where we get our hope or our beliefs. Our hope is in the Lord and his faithfulness. Verse 3, if I don't knock this over. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, You alone know the answer to that. And we face the same question Can these dry bones in our lives live again? Do we believe that our health can be restored? that we can pass the next test, that our finances can be fixed, that our relationships can live again. God may have let Ezekiel see the dry bones, but that wasn't the end of the story. He wasn't finished yet. It wasn't the final scene for Israel, and your situation is not the final scene for you. We have to start speaking God's promises over ourselves and our circumstances. Start seeing and speaking what God sees and what he says.
1: It reminds me of, I love music, so it reminds me of a song called You See by Jonathan Helser. And I'm just going to read a few of the lyrics for you. I see a mountain, you see a miracle. I see a wasteland, you see a garden. I see dry bones, you see an army. I see impossible, you see everything. I see a seed, you see a harvest. I see the water, you see the wine. I see the broken, you see your body. I see my enemy, you see your footstool. I see my sins, you see your blood. I see a baby, you see a savior. I see my failures, you see redemption. I see a beggar and you see a son. I see my father, you see your son. I see my shepherd, you see your lamb. I see my Savior. You
2: see your joy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I believe that God is releasing here this morning the right way to see our circumstances and ourselves. Let's look at verse 4. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. You know, it's interesting that the Lord didn't say, Hey, sit back, Ezekiel, and watch me prophesy. No, the Lord said, Son of man, prophesy to these dry bones. And the Lord is still looking for people to partner with. People like you and me who will believe his promises over what the dry bones in our day are telling us. Unreasonable, optimistic people who believe the promises of God are for us, his children. All
1: right. So my favorite verse is verse 7. And this is where Chima and you guys are going to come in. So when you hear rattle, I want you to just, on the back of your pew, Make some rattle, okay? So here we go. So I speak this message just as he told me. Suddenly I spoke. There was a rattling noise all across the land. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched muscles and flesh formed over the bones, the skin formed together to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. I want you to know that in your hopeless situation, God brings the hope. Many times I wanted to just give up, and I know that you've been there too, and there would just be a shifting. The Lord would shift back into place what was missing. I could hear a rattle as God started lining things up for my good. We've got to start speaking to the bones in the valley of our life. As we speak, we will start hearing a rattle as God starts bringing structure to our mess. I hear a rattle yes. this morning. I hear a rattle in your finances. I hear a rattle in the prodigals. Yes. I hear a rattle in this church. I hear a rattle this morning. Amen. Amen. Woo, Praise yes. your name, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Can you imagine the rattle that Ezekiel heard in that valley? I mean, when you're in a valley, everything echoes. And there was all those bones, enough for a vast army. Can you imagine the rattling sound that he heard? And what a sight he saw when the muscles and flesh began forming on those bones, a miracle in front of his face, but the bodies were just laying there, no life in them. They were just settled there. They didn't move out of the valley. And sometimes we see progress, but still no life. Let's read further in verse 9. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet. A great
1: army. Can you imagine a great army? And this reminds me of a personal story that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, When I got married, I was 18 years old, and I knew nothing. And I was really happy and um, young and living on love. How many have been there? (laughs) And to Monty, right here on the front row. And as we grew and kids came, Monty was very career-focused. And I centered my world around the kids and church. Church, church, church. Notice I didn't really say God, church. I had always dreamed of doing ministry with my family. Monty and I were both musical, and we sang together in high school, and that's what attracted him to me. I've told the story to some of you, but I heard him sing, and I looked. I thought to myself, I'm going to marry that man, and I did. So, um, anyways, as time passed, we just seemed to be on two different paths. Um, he was so career-focused. He worked all the time, workaholic, and... I felt left out a lot and so I focused on kids and church. We found ourselves in a valley. Monty, Monty started going through a very hard season with his dad being sick and several years of just sickness and then him dying with cancer. It was tough and he was, Monty's dad was the strongest man I believe that we ever knew and Monty just depended on him. and looked up to him so much. And Monty had always just been a wonderful person, a good father. And I just felt like during um, before all of this happened, Monty was such a good person. You know, sometimes if you have a shattered life, you just really feel like you, you need the Lord. You know, you call out for the Lord because you're in shambles. But when you're a really good person and very independent Sometimes we just don't rely on the Lord because everything's going good and we rely on ourselves. So um, that's pretty much how things were until his father got sick and and some other um, personal issues were going on just in his personal life. And he just he just felt like he just didn't need to rely on the Lord until that season with his dad and other personal struggles. That is when he totally just reached out and surrendered his life to the Lord and started a relationship with the Lord. And several months later was um, our first service at Impact, and things were going really well for Monty, and he, um, for 17 years, because we sang together when we were young, but for 17 years, Monty had really just said, no, I'm not singing. I mean, he had this amazing voice, and He might show up on Sunday morning, but he just was not into church or into anything about ministry, and so it would just it broke my heart. I wouldn't. My I just wanted to minister together. I'd always dreamed of us doing that together, and um, so anyhow, we we had our first service at Impact, and Monty decided to sing with us, and it was amazing. He sang the song. You might have to go back and listen to it. it. It's um, Come Away by Jesus Culture, and he gave this beautiful testimony, and I was just so happy inside. I realized at that moment that the prayer I had prayed for 17 years was answered, and Monty and I were leading worship and ministering together, but something still wasn't exactly right. I couldn't figure it out, but this went on for for several years because I think I'm hard-headed, i i I couldn't figure out why, but i still we had ran on these two different roads for so long it's like I didn't know how to be a team, so I still ran to my dad anytime I had a problem because he was like my spiritual leader, so I'd run to dad and um for for answers or for help and And it was still like a struggle. Something was just not right. I couldn't see. I couldn't see at the time. But um, it just wasn't right. So one day, um, God just doesn't leave us there. Can I get an amen? Amen. One day after a really good church service, this woman. Now, let me explain this woman first of all. I didn't know her very well. Um, She would come in. And um, when she needed money, <laughs> so she would show up, like, maybe every six weeks or so when she needed her rent or something. And she had all these children, and she just seemed like things weren't together, okay? Um, she had a, she was always struggling and everything. And not someone, you know, like a leader in the church that I felt like I could just um, go to for for spiritual help. Okay. So, um, anyways, but see the Lord, he, he just, he uses so many different people when it never looks like what we think it's going to look like. (laughs) So, um, one day after a really good service, this woman, she came up to me and she asked, was Monty my husband? And I said yes because we had just had a really powerful service, and we sang together. And of course, well, we always stand together. And probably I look at him a lot, so she was just putting it together. So um, she looked at me all of a sudden with excitement, and she said, "You two are a powerhouse," like that. And I looked in shock <laughs> because I had never saw Monty and me as a powerhouse. <laughs> ever. I mean, we were good people, but a powerhouse? And so I just looked in shock, and the words penetrated deep in my heart. A powerhouse. I believe it was a direct prophetic word from God. All of a sudden, the blinds were lifted, and I saw Monty in a new way. For months, I had treated him like the same old Monty never changing my perception and treating him like the bones in the valley all that time. I hadn't realized it. The miracle was right in front of me and I heard the rattles. I saw the improvement. I saw his effort. I saw him raising his hand and praising the Lord, but I never walked out of the valley. I started talking and speaking a little different to Monty that day. I started seeing our marriage as the best. And Monty still is not perfect. And neither am I. Lord knows. But I want to tell you this morning that we are a powerhouse. We are a powerhouse for the Lord. We are a team. He's my best friend. I just love him. I'm gonna cry. It it was a process. It was it was 20-year process, guys. And um, I'm just so thankful for the breath of God that not only gave me, us, a miracle, but also changed my view. When a stranger spoke the breath of life over our marriage, she had no idea what she was even saying, but she brought things back to life.
2: Amen. And Monty, I still remember that, that message and or that, that testimony and that song come away. It's been like 12 years, but it was so powerful. I don't remember many sermons from 12 years ago, but I remember that one Amen. and that testimony. It was beautiful. I do too. Love it. <laughs> I love when you sing that song. You sing it again. It's an old one, but it's a good one. And I believe that the Lord is releasing Holy Spirit breathed on words in this room today. People are going to speak spirit-breathed words over your life and your situation, and you're going to realize and take hold of them just like Michelle did. And the people speaking these words may or may not even be aware that God is using them, but the Lord will highlight it to you.
1: The Lord will use others to help you. He'll use people that you just have no clue, that you don't even know. His nature is love and he absolutely loves each and every one of you today. He delights in you. He sings over you and he has won the victory for you.
2: And in 2nd Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 4, it says, everything. Somebody say everything. Everything, everything we could ever need. For life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him. Not by a list of rules, not by being perfect, but knowing him. Who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience, somebody say experience, experience, partnership with the divine nature. His goodness is his nature. He is good, and that's not just a slogan. I know we we hear that a lot in church culture. It's not just a slogan. He really is that good. He's so good you can't exaggerate his goodness. He is that good. And we can trust his nature when we go through anything because we know who our father is, and he doesn't change. Every summer uh, growing up, my family went camping in the Smoky Mountains, And I was kind of the nervous kid. Yes. Maybe a little. (laughs) I mean, anything with heights or whitewater rafting in the mountains, bears, all of that stuff, I'm just thinking of how somebody can get hurt, meaning me, how I could get hurt. (laughs) But you know what? As long as, as my dad was with me, I knew I would be okay because I know my dad's nature. And I knew he would protect me and never leave me. And you know what, I did all those things. I went camping in a valley and bears came down, so there's bears in the valley too, not just dry bones, so you gotta watch out for the bears. But the bears came down, we rode up a mountain, and we went whitewater rafting down that mountain. Uh, We did all these things, but I did it with my dad, and that was the difference. And we have a heavenly Father who is so good, and we can trust his nature. He will never leave us. He loves us, and his promises will never fail us.
1: So we want to have an altar call. Yeah. And Yes. And we don't want this. I know last time I spoke, I, I had an altar call, and no one came. So y'all don't do that to me this morning. We are at home. I want you to just come to the table. You know what I mean? So we love you, and there's no fear here. Um, this, we're, in, we're in our Father's house. So we're just going to pull up to the table this morning. So I want you to just relax. I want you—it doesn't matter. Everyone has a valley, so really everyone should come down. But yeah. um, we all have things in our life and dead things, maybe dreams. Maybe you have a dream that you just put away because of circumstances that the Lord wants to live again in your life. He wants to birth again and and so if you have anything at all that uh, maybe it's a dream that you've um, laid to the side that you have maybe it's um, a lost child maybe it's a lost loved one maybe it's your marriage maybe it's your finances whatever it may be come we want you to come and we have some declarations that we're going to say over you guys so I want you guys to come come Thank you, Lord. We just love you. And when you get here, I just want you to close your eyes. And we're going to just declare these words over you this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Dry bones, y'all can just close your
2: eyes. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Breath of God, breathe into these dead bones that they may live again. God will do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask or think. Life with you, God, just keeps on getting better. We are strong in the
1: Lord and in the strength of his might. In Christ, we can do all things because he strengthens us.
2: We have the mind of Christ. No
1: weapon formed against us will prosper. We are more than a conqueror through Christ
2: Jesus. The Lord will be with us always. The blood of Jesus is our victory and breaks every curse. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. The Lord will give us back our health and heal our wounds. We have a hope and a future in the Lord. Jesus has already given us everything we need for life and good godliness. Fear will not conquer us, for the love of Christ already has. The Lord will restore the years the locusts have eaten. There is nothing too great for God. Nothing is impossible with God. The Lord will work all things out for our good. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for breathing life on things that we thought were dead, on parts of our life that we thought were hopeless. God, we we thank you for infusing us with hope this morning. God, we're a people who do want to partner with you, with your tremendous promises. God, we believe they reveal your nature, and we know your nature is good, that we can trust you. God, we thank you for hope filling everyone in this room and those watching online today. God, we just thank you for a hope infusion. God, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in every heart. Lord, we give you every part of our lives, and we ask you, Lord, to come and breathe in those areas. And God, we ask you to open our eyes and our ears to hear as, as the rattle happens, as piece by piece things start coming together, Lord. God, we thank you for your goodness today, God. And we thank you for resurrection life. We thank you for resurrection life where things seem dead, but they're not. You bring them back to life. Beauty for ashes. Joy for mourning. Peace for heaviness. God, we just receive it all in faith in you, Lord. And Lord, we just ask for the breath of God to blow in this room. And to bring life, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. One more thing, um, I just felt like um, I just felt like God wanted to heal someone's ankle. So while Chima's uh, playing and Heather's singing, we're just gonna pray life over that ankle. Father, I just thank you that you care about all the little things, and we just speak life over that ankle. We speak full range of motion, God. We we speak they come up on their toe, go back on their heel rotate it both ways, no pain, and we just thank you, we just just partner with you, that's what you're doing, so we're going to go with it, God, and we just thank you for that, and we praise your name, and we thank you for full mobility, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Father, again, it's just so amazing being in your presence, God, what an unbelievable time we've had, God, and we're so thankful that you're with us in all that we do. Lord, I just pray for every person in here to hold on to that dream, to hold on to that positive confession, Lord, to continue to hear that rattle, Lord, but to keep moving out of that valley and into the promises that you have for each and every one. God, we thank you that you're working all things for our good. We thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. We thank you that you never lose and that we're on your side. It's such a great place to be. And God, I just pray for every person here that they would just, that you would just give them favor. Lord, that you would just prosper them in every way, God, and that we would be good stewards of every situation, every circumstance, and every blessing along the way, God. And we give you the honor and the
0: glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroodchurch.com. If you're local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and seven o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.